The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I am Paul Kuharski. Special edition being taped live at Party Foul in the Gulch. Party Foul in the Gulch, outstanding place that uh, has been sponsoring Blake Bettingfield at my site. And uh, they also have great locations in the borough and in Donaldson. And I'm here with uh, Ted and Jimmy from Vocal which produces these podcasts. All of uh, the podcasts are brought to you by Yazoo Brew, which these two fine gentlemen are uh, drinking. While, of course, I'm not yet drinking because I'm such a professional that I save my drinking for after work. But they're completely capable, of course, of handling this. I don't want to talk about much pending news uh, because by the time you listen to this, it may be moot to be talking about what might happen at offensive coordinator because it might have already happened. Um, so I've been contemplating this one for some time and uh, have gone into some detail. And what I want to talk about this week <clears throat> are the five worst contracts on this team. Uh, and maybe worst isn't the right way to categorize it. Maybe most troublesome is the way to talk about it. So. I put together a bunch of categories here. Uh, certainly the contract details are most important when we're talking about worst or most troublesome contracts. We're also going to look at how Pro Football Focus uh, grades these guys. And you guys know uh, I like to look at Pro Football Focus as one way of uh, determining a guy's success, but not as the end-all, be-all of uh, how a player has performed. I've got snaps. Uh, and how much these guys have played, <clears throat> which assist us. Um, stats, obviously, though there might be an offensive lineman on here, and it's hard to have statistics for him. Other guys who've played positions with more statistical evidence will have. And then I'm going to circle back to the contracts and look <clears throat> at their average salaries in terms of where they rank on the Titans in terms of the entire roster uh, in average salary and where they rank at the le- in the league in terms of what they make at their position. I think you probably go into this with some idea of some of the names that are going to be on the list, but not necessarily the order um, that I'm going to come to and not necessarily the rationale uh, that I'm going to use to come to the conclusions. And I think it may stir some debate um, among you and uh, maybe between you and I that we can have in the comments section here. Um, So why don't we dive in? Um, And I'll give you two of them on the front side here, and then the the final three we'll do in the members-only part of this podcast, which uh, comes after the break, as usual, again on the Paul Kuharski podcast, brought to you by Yazoo Brew. So um, number five on my list of the Titans' worst slash most troublesome contracts um, was a four-year deal signed last year uh, worth a total of $19 million. um, $8.25 million guaranteed. $4 million base salary upcoming in 2019. There is an out in this contract after 2019 where the Titans can get out of it after two years for $10.3 million 
and they would only have $1.125 million in dead money. At his position, uh, he ranked 47th in pro football focus, which gave him a 65.9 grade. Uh, and if you haven't guessed yet, he's Deion Lewis, the running back. He averaged 3.3 yards per carry this year. He scored one rushing touchdown. <clears throat> he had 59 catches, which is second on the team, but only 6.8 yards per catch with one touchdown on the ground. And he was not as good in pass protection as I would have expected. Listen. The pass catching is the key to me for Deion Lewis. That was going to be what expanded the envelope for the Titans with a running back who brought the skill set that Deion Lewis brought as an unrestricted free agent from the Patriots. Um, <clears throat> and there were some times where he was a pretty good pass catching running back. But again, he averaged 6.8 yards per catch. Tariq Cohen of, of the Bears averaged 10.2 yards per catch. Alvin Kamara, 8.8. .8. James White, his former teammate with the Patriots, 8.6 yards per catch. McCaffrey in Carolina, 8.1. Saquon Barkley, uh, you know, a lot of people's offensive rookie of the year, 7.9 yards per catch. Ezekiel Elliott, 7.4 yards a catch. If I'm going to have a specialty back who's a pass catcher, I want him <clears throat> up in that range. Um, certainly above where he is. So I don't think they got enough bang for their buck out of him. Um, and obviously, they were willing for him to be their lead back for a long time, um, up until the point where they kind of flip-flopped roles because Derrick Henry demanded it with what he was doing when he kind of seized the role and left them no choice but to play him more because for the last third or quarter of the season, he tore the league up. Deion Lewis has a 12th highest average salary on the Titans. 12th highest salary on the team, 13th highest running back salary in the NFL. Both too big, right? He was not worth those salaries uh, for the Titans. He played 61% of the snaps for the Tennessee Titans. He can live up to this contract. We don't know who the new offensive coordinator is, how the running backs are going to be deployed. I hope it's a more inventive, creative offense. We talked on the Midday 180 this week about a, um, a piece um, at, what is it? I'm going to forget now. It's the electoral total, uh, electoral college total of votes. Uh, what is it, 5... 538. 538, Ted helps me out. I don't know why I forget that number. 538.com had a great piece about if you run on first down, you're already screwed. And they certainly said if you run, run, pass, you're already screwed. And nobody, only the Seattle Seahawks ran, ran, passed more than the Tennessee Titans, which is not the way to go. You actually need to invert it. You need to pass on first down for sure. And, and if you pass on first down, if you pass run, run, your offense is going to look a lot better in 2018, in 2019. And if they do that, if the Titans move towards that, Deion Lewis could be a much better player, I think. Um, so this contract is not 
lost by any means. But if you're going to pay a running back in this day and age, the 13th highest average in the NFL, you need more than what you got out of Deion Lewis in 2018. That's why his contract's on this list. But hope is not lost for him. Um, and I think this is a guy who can still be worth what they're paying him um, and make some gains statistically. He needs to be used better, and he needs, needs to do better with what he's got. He can't be running backwards when he's caught in the backfield. Uh, can't be always uh, trying to find stuff that's not there. From that Derrick Henry had as well. Uh, I rank him fifth. You might rank him higher, or I don't know if we call it higher or lower. The worst is the highest to me here. Number four, four-year deal, $25 million. The only guy on this list that did not sign his deal in 2018. Four years, $25 million. Got $9 million guaranteed. Um, and he did not play in 2018 because he was hurt. Jonathan Cyprian, the safety, is my fourth guy. We have not seen him in Dean Pease's offense because he suffered a season-ending torn ACL in training camp. <clears throat> Titans can get out of this deal right now for $1.5 million in dead money, uh, I believe. He um, is a good guy. I don't think he's a terrible football player, though he did not play particularly well in his first year. Pro Football Focus in 2017 had him graded 58 point, I'm sorry, 56.8. But listen, <clears throat> his average salary is 6.25 million. He is due $5.5 million base salary in 2019. Kenny Vaccaro, who replaced him last year, made $1.5 million. He had 70 tackles, sixth in the team, two sacks, three quarterback pressures, four tackles for a loss and interception, was a tone setter, looked really nice paired with Kevin Byard in the middle of the defensive backfield. And I think almost universally, Titans fans and Titans media would say, if you could sub out Kenny Vaccaro for Jonathan Cyprian, you should do so. And uh, again, he's due a $5.5 million base in 2019. Kenny Vaccaro in 2017, his last year in New Orleans, he made $5.676 million in New Orleans. He was hurt. Now he had to settle for $1.5 million on a one-year contract signed during training camp last year. I think there's middle ground there. Vaccaro didn't have much of a market last year until the Titans were in need when Cyprian got hurt. Uh, I would think that they could strike a deal with him. He liked it here. He said he'd like to be here. I can't see how the Titans didn't like him. The only reason really uh, you would keep Cyprian ahead of Vaccaro is, uh, is um, finances, maybe, because you've got one under contract and you don't want to have to compete for Vaccaro. Again, though, I think you could get Vaccaro at a number at or probably below what Cyprian's scheduled to make. John Robinson have to swallow his pride on this one and admit a mistake with Cyprian. You wouldn't keep Cyprian around at these high numbers as a third safety, plus Dane Crookshank. Is just going to be in the second year of his rookie contract and should be your third safety. 
Um, so you could be in really good shape with Bayard, Vaccaro, and Crookshank. That doesn't leave you room for Cyprian at this deal. If you could cut him for limited dead money, $1.5 million conceivably, and sign Vaccaro, I think you've got to do it. I think it's an upgrade. It's nothing personal against Cyprian, but it wasn't a great contract at the time. We know Robinson liked Cyprian coming out of college when he went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville was happy to, to get Barry Church uh, in exchange for, uh, for Jonathan Cyprian in free agency, and they've since upgraded on Barry Church in Jacksonville. And the Titans could upgrade here on Jonathan Cyprian, I think, pretty easily from in-house with a guy who fit in really, really well. Respect Cyprian, who stuck around, was in a lot of meetings, was in the locker room on a regular basis, I think was on a lot of road trips. Um, but financially, that is not a good contract. I rate it the fourth worst contract on the team. Now, if you want to hear the worst, the third, the second, and the worst contract on the team, you've got to be a member of paulkowarski.com. Uh, I'll get to those after a short break here. If you're not a member, you should be a member. Christmas sale still going on. That is really lazy by me, and i got to change it this week. So here's your chance. 25% off a year-long membership. Jump in, sign up. You get podcasts, you get private Periscope slash Facebook Lives, you get everything I write, um, you get anything any guest writes, um, and it's generally a steal. Nobody's digging on Titans News the way I am. Uh, pretty confident you've gotten more offensive line, sorry, offensive coordinator information um, from me than you've gotten from anybody else, and uh, that's gonna be the case going forward here. Um, and members will tell you it's worth it. If you're not a member, you uh, don't get to know 321 on the worst contracts coming around. So jump on that Christmas special, which I'm going to take down soon, uh, and then it'll cost you more when you want to get into uh, all that's coming up with special guests, with uh, special draft stuff, with the draft being held in Nashville, Tennessee, and everything like that. Um, if you don't join as a member, I'm sorry not to have you, but you are cut off. We'll take a short pause here. We'll be back with the rest of the Paul Kuharski podcast brought to you by Yazoo after a short pause. The Paul Kuharski podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. now.com.